Hey guys! <laughs> Ew! What the, what the hell? <laughs> I'm fucking dead. Okay. Hey guys! <laughs> All right, wait, wait. Hey guys, welcome to well, well, welcome back to On My Terms, episode two. Um, it's been a long time, actually. The reason why it's been a long time is because I got a new job and I've been adjusting to it and, you know, I've been also involved with other things outside of work, so they've been taking up of my time and also I've been dealing with uh, a tough, uh, tough new first guest. <laughs> she has a tough schedule. She's a college student, which is understandable, so she has a lot going on, <laughs> but... <Is> that funny? <laughs> But anyway, no, but she has a lot going on. So that's why it took us a minute to even sit down. She's a busy person. She's a senior in college, which is crazy because I was a senior two years ago. And now she's going to be a senior. By, by the way, I don't even think I said it. This is my sister, Alexandra. You don't even introduce me. You're just like, this is like oh, she goes to college and she just lives here. No, um, this is my sister. Uh, her name is Alexandra. Uh, we have the same last name. We have the same father. <laughs> we have the same father and mother. No, just kidding. We're two years apart. So technically, she doesn't think that that makes me older than her. So. We're the same age. We're technically the same age, according to her. Um, but one of the big reasons why I wanted to bring you over was because I wanted to talk to you about tech. Uh, and the reason why, specifically tech, was because you are graduating from college with a computer science major. And to me, that was very interesting because I think that it, it kind of embodies my message of on my terms because you're going into an industry that's not with women. There's not a lot many women, not a lot of women of color at that, not a lot of Mexican-American women at that either. So, you know, that's why I wanted to come have her talk about her experience and in, in just even beginning to enter, enter the industry because I know that it's, it's already probably difficult um, from her experiences thus far, especially with internships and you know, the connections that you have to have made in, in this career. And then also kind of talking through the tech industry itself, because me and her, you know, we get into these conversations about, you know, tech, what's going on in the world, and like the implications that it has to our, you know, our existence. Um, so yeah, I don't know, like, I guess I could start off by asking you, like, how did you get into tech? Why did you get into tech? I think you have an interesting story as to why you got into tech, actually. Um, yeah, I always tell the same story, um, because... In my interview, in your interviews. No, 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 I'm not I stopped, I stopped using it because it's, like, we talked about how, like, you cater your, your, like, oh, who are you type right. of response, depending on, like, the company and what you hope to do there. So, like, I stopped, I stopped using that story, but I usually tell the story when people ask me, like, oh, how did you get into tech? And I was like, okay, so funny story. Um... I always knew I like computers, and I feel like we always knew that I was tech savvy. Yep. Um, but I never actually thought I could do something with it. So, mm -hmm. like, we got our first computer, right? I love that computer, you know, PC 2000. We got a 2006. Like, um, monitor with every, right? like... like she was like 10 pounds. <laughs> my parents didn't even wrap it. We, we had gone, me and her had gone to Mexico for my aunt's <laughs> wedding. And we came back and my dad's like, this is your Christmas present. And like, it's like, a okay. box. <laughs> and, we sure. didn't even know, and we didn't even know how to assemble it. So we had to we call We didn't have cousin. internet. We didn't have internet because so we were parents. just using paint. Oh, how long did we have that for? I feel like we had it for a while. Like, uh, like maybe more than two years, maybe three years. My parents bought like, us a computer and we had it for two years. <laughs> no internet. We literally would just go on and use the paint feature from Windows. I'll pop up a picture of what that looked like. What that feature, if you, if you're, that's how you know you're getting pretty old. But we used to use that. And then also, what was it? The the pinball. One thing that kind of that, that sticks in my mind when I think of that is. There was this one time we were trying to trace pictures on paint. Um, oh, and, my God. And it, it was Vanessa Hutchins. And like, <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to, like, trace it. But yeah, anyway. We're like, we're artists. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're true. innovators. Um, but, yeah, I kind of always knew that I was, like, tech savvy. Mm -hmm. But I never really knew that I could do something with it. 
And for the longest time, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like, right. if people asked me, like, oh, what do you want to do when you grow up? I would be like, oh, I want to be a pediatrician, a dentist. Oh, yeah. no, a, a lawyer. Oh, my God. And it would just change because I was just like, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I want to be. Like, it's hard because we <laughs> technically, so a little bit of context. My parents immigrated to this country. We're first generation American. So, like, our our job aspirations were very limited. Not limited, but we also just didn't know what, what was, was out there. there. We were like, okay, I get... I, I literally... I joke about this. When I was younger, I, I really wanted to be in the military. <laughs> and I don't know. Now looking at it, I'm like, uh, I, I ain't, I'm doing that. But, like, <laughs> stuff like that, like, we just didn't know what industries were out there. And so, you have... I think... Okay, go ahead. And you said... You were saying that... How did you kind of came about... Oh, yeah, tech. so I came about tech because my 10th grade, my 10th grade year, yeah, my 10th grade, in 10th grade, my English teacher piloted a web development class, mm-hmm. so, like, CS courses were not um, offered at my high school, but my English teacher thought it was important to, like, um, to... Expose you, expose, expose you. yeah, expose us to tech, especially because like it was like that 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 was the time when it started like it started creeping right. up and it was rising. So she was like, "Oh, I need to show you guys show you guys what tech is," especially because like there was nothing of that sort in in high school. Right. So after going through that class, like I remember being the only the only student that was just like, "Yo, I like this. This is so fun." And Nerd other students, no, because it's like other students found it like frustrating. They were just right. like, oh, I don't like this. Like, oh, why do I have to do that? Why do I have to do this? Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, oh, this is so like tedious. Like, I don't want to do this. But I was like, I like this. Like, I, I like the idea of being able to create something from scratch and kind of like start it with just like all lines of code. I don't know. Right. So, after taking that class, that's when I started to, like, be like, okay, this is what I want to do. Um, I started looking into, like, programs that I can go to, like, after school or in the right. summer. I ended up doing um, Girls Who Code at yep. Columbia. Uh, I did it for a whole year, so I did it for, like, two semesters. Mm-hmm. And I also um, went to RPI. I also did this coding camp yeah. with NYU, like, nearby here mm-hmm. in the school. And it just continuously exposed me. I was like, okay, it just reassured me that, okay, this is what I like to right. do. I like right. doing this. Um, <clears throat> and so I then I applied to college. And then I, <laughs> and I was like, like, I want to go for your stars. And then I was like, okay, I know what I want to oh, major sorry. in. I mean, I think that you're right. You you kind of you kind of like we kind of knew that you wanted to be in tech because I think you mentioned to to me this one time that you were like you like to pick things apart and understand why they were built the way that they were built. So like if she found like if she found something she would like the the things that she would be innovative about. She, I think there's a component of creativity that requires yeah. you to be good at so, uh, at social engineering or no, not social engineering, computer engineering because you have to be creative. I'm assuming, no, I mean, um, or is it kind of like straightforward, would so you say? So, it depends, because, like, just like how, like, you know, there's different levels of it, so right. it's like, in computer science, you, you can do more stuff in it, like, we talked about it, right. like, you can go into health, you can right. go into, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, like, finance, you can go into marketing, all these other, right. like, things, so it's like, there's not one way, like, if you want to do more creative side, like, on the creative side, like, you might do like front end development or like mobile app development where you have to like really focus on what the application looks like so that people like like it and enjoy it. Right. And you know, I think you mentioned that you you started seeing the different possibilities through you you obviously had those internships and those connections that you made through those programs which I will be um, adding that those resources uh, uh, either on the bio of this video or also on the Instagram page of those programs that you apply to because people don't know where to start. Like if someone right. is interested in tech, they're like, where do where the fuck do I like you know where do I start? Like where do I find this? And I think it's important just to share that information and not like gatekeep it because already there's so little women in the field itself. And on top of that especially in inner cities there's no no exposure to computer science programs at all e- 
very limited. Yeah, very limited. It's just like uh, external organizations that like, right. okay, let's offer this to like everyone because it's really hard to get that in schools because funding, right. like you need to have computers to like be able to get <laughs> right. that code. You can't right. code on, on, on like a piece of paper. Like right. you need a computer. So like if you, your school doesn't have a computer, then you can't do it. Right. And it's crazy because we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but you know, there's that, that discrepancy and that, that inequity in technology is why the one of the biggest issues why we see inequity in in both the space of technology of who's involved who's who's coding who's being these software engineers and and what they produce and that goes out into these communities uh, and sort of what that talks what what that kind of reflects no what 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 that reflects about the society that we exist in and also the society that they're creating in coding certain things or like creating certain products um and then i think you know you got into college right you and you know i think one question i would say is when did you realize that this was a very this industry uh lacked spice lacked uh, diversity like like any sort sort of some sense of like where where are the women where are the women of color where are the people of color you know in college right <laughs> in college um because like i said like when i w- i went to an all girls school right so when i did the web de- web development class it was all all girls so it's just like there was no one to compare ourselves to like we were like oh the guys are better than us like no it was like amongst ourselves right and then when i did girls who code again um yeah um, it was all, it was, like, for girls, and, like, same thing with the, um, like, the other program, I wasn't, like, the only girl, but there was, like, guys there, too, um, but it was just, like, me, um, well, in my, like, group project, like, class thingy, it was just me and another guy, so it was, like, it didn't feel, like, much of a difference, and <clears throat> same thing when I went to RPI, there was, like, a whole bunch of girls there, so it's just, like, right. I didn't really, like, see, but they also were, like, different, um, they were into, like, different, um, uh, things of engineering, so it was, like, chemical okay. engineering, um, uh, civil engineering, um, and I don't know what right. the other ones, um, but it wasn't to college because, like, when I went to college, like, I, t- I say this all the time, then it's just, like, my school, I go to SUNY New Falls, and it is, like, 73% female. <laughs> That's crazy. And it's, like, you, you notice that. You can feel that. <laughs> you notice that when you can't see a guy a mile away. <laughs> no, no, but it's, like, more, it's more um, noticeable when you're, like, in, a, like, an art history class mm. or, or a general education class. Like, there's, like, oh, my God. The social like, sciences. Right, the social sciences. But, like, literally, um... When I enter my computer science class or when I go, like, when I went to, like, my engineering class, like, I was maybe, <clears throat> like, one of, like, four girls That's and then, like, the rest were guys and it was, like, a class of, like, um, 40 or something. That's insane. So, it's, like, okay, <clears throat> clearly, <laughs> there's not a lot of us here. And I told this to my mom, like, from, because the other thing is, like, there, there were the other girls. There would be white women. The mm-hmm. only two other Latinas that I know are um, my friends. Right. So I want to say two other, and computer science specifically, computer science. Um, and the only time that there was a, a black girl in my in my computer science class was like uh, a couple of times because she that was her minor actually. So right. I only saw her a couple of times, but she was the only black girl that I that I knew that was in the program, and I can't think of any anybody else. That's crazy. Um, so, like, clearly there was a little bit of us, like I'm saying, yeah. it was like, it's, women, of, women, there was like, it was definitely smaller than, than men, but women of color, even smaller. Even smaller. How many, pe- you told me, uh, how many people are graduating from your class as CS majors, and what is that, how many women of, women in general are graduating from that major? I want to say, like, uh, like 60, 60 students are gradu- graduating CS mm-hmm. and like females like I, again like I want to say either max like 5 I, I, <laughs> max crazy. 5 maybe 10 I don't know like that's I, insane I, but yeah but like women of color like I only know two other girls yeah and I feel like that's common with a lot of male dominated so it's like there's male dominated industries um, white male dominated industries and then that kind of plays into 
when you go to college and you take these courses. Like I know my friends, uh, my friend took um, uh, entrepreneurial studies and dominated again by mostly men. And then uh, you have your econ majors. I I took I was an international relations minor, and my econ class full of men, and it was so funny because I felt I was like this is like I, like I, I I like I didn't feel one I hated econ, but two I was just like this is not my thing. But I think that's that it's just you get a reflection of the industry already right. at right. a at just a college level. Um, I wanted to ask you if. That and then impacted how you went about getting internships or finding opportunities that help develop, like build up your portfolio. Because, can you talk about what it means to build up a resume, even for a college student, to be ready for for the for the job market once you graduate? Because you're she's in that process right now. Like she is trying to build her resume. You know, what does a resume look like for a, a computer science major? And then also what kind of obstacles you kind of came across in building that resume throughout your four years? So I would like, so like what a CS major would need, like by the time that they're applying and looking for jobs is a portfolio of right. like projects that they have worked on, whether that be in school or like projects you worked on through an internship. So, like, all those things kind of, like, show your skills that you've done and they show what you've learned and what you're capable of. So, like, that's what I, was, that's what I would say, like, is needed in terms of portfolio. Now, the obstacles that I found with that is, like, trying to get my foot through the door of, like, networking. Right. Because, and, I, and I told this to, to a lot of the mentors that I, that I, that I, that I, um, that I get. Because, mm-hmm. also, I'm going to... You can, you can link this too but I'm also part of this organization called Built by Girls and they yep. pair me up with advisors <clears throat> so the advisors that I've met through there I always tell them like um, that like if it weren't for this it would like I wouldn't know where to start in terms of networking because it's like we don't I don't have an uncle that's a CS major <laughs> my dad doesn't or, or like fucking He's not, doesn't a, work in Google right you know? like like no one no one does that so like who do I who do I go to and like that's the thing that I noticed when I entered into sales, like, um, especially, like, the white students, they were like, oh, my dad's a software engineer. Oh, I'll just ask my, my dad for help in my homework. I was like, what? I was like, that's <laughs> my dad, my homework. He's going to be like, what the fuck is it? Eso no me enseñaron. He was like, no, Right. So, like, I was like, so, because I, I remember being, um, like, some when, like, right. one of one of the girls, like, we were talking about how hard the homework is, and she was like, I'll just ask my, my uncle. Um, he knows about this stuff, so he's a software engineer at, I don't know, where the hell. Right, you're like, and I was like, what? Uh, excuse me? I was like, hey, can your uncle help me? Right, you're like, um, I don't have an uncle that knows something. But I think that's important because people, uh, like, don't realize that one, there's a layer of being first gen, right. and our, our, a lot of our family members, you know, nothing against the fact that they don't know this information, but it's like we are learning these things on our That's own, cool, yeah. and I think me and her all constantly have conversations with my mom and, and dad of being like, we're in these industries where we don't know somehow, sometimes where to turn because we feel like we don't know, we don't just, we just don't know, and sometimes it's just about asking and yeah. like, Networking, but networking is so important, honestly, when it comes to finding a job uh, out of college, because it's it, it's it's sad to say, but sometimes it's who you know and rather than what you know. Right, because someone needs to advocate for you. Like, right. It's not like because there has been a lot of like I like I've heard a lot of people say that like it took me so long to find a job because I was sending applications, never hear back. Right. Sending applications here, never hear back, and it's like. The people who got the jobs is because they either knew someone or they talked to someone that it was in there and can like advocate for right. them. So it's like, like we don't, we didn't, we you, like, we, we don't talk about that. That you right. like you need to, you need to have some like some connection some in the connection industry or just like not even like connection because it's just like oh like you talk to to this person they'll get you in like no it's just like being able to advocate right. for yourself with that person right like. like Oh, like, hey, like, email a recruiter. Be like, oh, hey, like, um, this is why I want to go in. And then, like, that's how they get back to you. Right. And that's how you get yourself noticed. So stuff like that. Yeah. Note, and, and I think one tip that I recommend is um, if you go to a colleges, if you went to a high school, whatever that may look like, if you know a friend of a friend, always use that as an opportunity to get to know someone that you don't, that you want to get into their industry or into their, into their company. 
because it, it you know there's a whole layer also that we 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 have to acknowledge about there is inequity in reaching these levels right most opportunities like these come across for white students who have those connections already who have years you know of being in this country you know the colonization but but like they they've been here right and they have built out these connections or just due to prejudice right they they cherry pick who they who they allow into these companies based on nepotism right oh yeah my son you know is is from school very average mediocre kid plays on the lacrosse team but i'm gonna get him into like the best like tech company or 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 bank or whatever that looks like and it's like those things it's like I think there's actually this, this is really random, but I, I want to bring her as a guest in the future. And there's this one um, uh, a, a woman who had uh, who's like a couple years up above me, and in college, and she had mentioned um, you have to be you have to work twice as hard to be as good as them, mm-hmm. and it's like that's that's so sad. Like there's a whole issue with just feeling like that because it's like damn, like we have to work so much harder to even 100%. get to a position an opportunity but like you were saying continue with like sort of that build off of, of that portfolio oh yeah oh yeah because oh, yeah, that's another thing that how you did men- that now that you mentioned that because this is a conversation that i have with my um friends like often too that's like especially if you come from a public school um already no i don't want to say already because i feel like some public schools like you know have better funding than others but like um, if you if your school if you come from a school that's low funding which I came from like right um, a lot of the like like how do you say like like the the stuff that they teach you like depending on um, on what like what school you go to like it can be really hard to maybe get a full scope of things like i'm talking about like for example like foundations like Mm. like if if one like i'm talking about like i'm thinking about like math for example right so uh like not getting the uh, like the right essential foundational skills yeah to build off of Of potentially building a career off of that because i because a lot like the curriculum that i encountered in, in in college was very um like okay, you're ready to teach yourselves and you're going to get this in, like, by the end of the semester and I'm not going to say a thing. I'm just going to assign you work. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, excuse me, where's the step A and B? Right. I'm just like, wait, excuse me. Like, I'm confused. So, like, that was a lot of adjusting, too, because I'm yeah. like... Cause oh, I, they expected you to already know they certain expected, things. They got expected it, me it, to it. know, uh, like, a, a, whole already, like right. a whole bunch of things. I'm just like, I didn't have, like... Uh, fucking like CS CS one in fucking high school AP right. classes like no like but, yeah don't they do they have AP classes for computer science they, they do have AP class probably, have probably like in like specialized science, high schools a computer science B. they have it in some public schools now I I'm starting to see right. it that like things are changing I definitely see that things are changing right but it comes because of people who advocate for it right like, for example teachers who advocate for clubs of like girls who code clubs to be started in their schools right or like for example like my teacher who piloted a html and css class so right. things are changing but people are advocating for that it's not the state that's saying we need to teach everyone how to because they're just like so black because fun fun fact not fun fact but uh new york city has has publicly been known for being one of the most segregated school systems uh, ever like you have things like specialized high schools where kids are paying paying thousands of dollars to take these tests, and we're here like they tell they tell us yeah just go to the take the test you'll be fine and, right. and then you have like this one kid right next to you like having a full blown anxiety and you're like should I have anxiety like I'm, I'm confused, like, I'm confused. Yo, <laughs> I, I thought oh I was God. smart enough to oh pass this thing yo this reminds me to the time that I got that I took the test like I think I told you this before where. I was, we were taking my test, and this kid on the, uh, on my right, oh, yeah. his test, like, falls or something. I don't oh, yeah. think, I don't know. Um, and I guess he gets scared that I'm going to cheat <laughs> off of him, <laughs> because, because it's, it's the type of desk, like, like that, like, have the little cubicle thing. Uh-huh. So, but it's on the left, so he was, like, uh, a left-handed got it. Um, boy. So, 
I guess he was so scared that I was gonna look at it because I because I went like this because it fell because I was like oh right. I might be able to get it but I didn't think I was gonna I'm gonna cheat I don't have enough time to cheat right right but anyways like he he gets scared and he like tosses himself out of the chair <laughs> to I'm get dead. his paper and I'm like bro I could have just got him bro the like give yourself a whole concussion just for that look these kids depend like oh, yeah, if they, they don't get into specialized high schools they feel like they failed life like oh, that's how God. they feel like. I remember my dad. Well, we were, we were, we were, we went. My dad took me to like um, his immigration lawyer because they were, they were in that process, whatever. And in a separate room in that same building, they had it, it was like a glass door. They had a bunch of kids just studying and, and for this for the high school oh, specialized God. test. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, like, and and my my dad asked, and they were like, yeah, their kid, their parents pay like a grand a month for their prep. This are and you think about it because it's like we have that already for like SAT prep. Like we saw that. Like we, I think me and you were pretty good about like finding things, whatever there was out there in terms of getting resources to prepare for right. the test. But for that test, we were just they weren't super as good. Busy. Yeah, no, there were there wasn't one as intensive as like the ones that people paid a thousand dollars because like those were free. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, I'm right. I'm thinking right. like like for example like um, um like LGR like what the the what I gave Chris Mel like. The, oh, the, yeah, those are yeah. free resources for you, like, and they depend on donors to give them right, money for right. research, and they pay college students to teach you to right. practice for the SAT. But like, um, like for example, Kaplan, well, I don't know. Oh but, yeah. Like they have like like specialized tutors that like one on one training that they were trained to like teach you how to get like, crazy like from like and that's know, and the tests themselves yeah. have all yeah, are all issues yeah. like spe- that that's a whole different conversation about specialized tests and how they literally just perpetrate inequities that already exist because they they know the, they know the poor kids from inner cities are not going to get into the schools because they don't have the resources to prep for those exact tests because right. these tests don't 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 necessarily measure your capa- your your capabilities no. they measure really the your ability you to remember. take a test yeah and yeah, just to be have the money and if you have the money yeah which is crazy but yeah, wait, how, where, where did we leave yeah. But we were talking about, like, your portfolio building. So how did you... So I think going back to... I think we've gone back to this question a lot. But, I like, if you... You know, you're graduating, but you're obviously built out your portfolio in your own unique way, I would say. I think that you've found yeah. different avenues that... I pers- Like, I've heard, obviously, people who are computer science majors do different things. But I think yours was a little bit interesting because you did a lot of... You did some free labor at some point, too. To, to even build up a resume. Yeah. So, like, how did you try to get into these opportunities? And, like, I think there I, there's a story that I actually want you to tell, which is pretty... It doesn't have to do anything with tech, but it's something about um, your internship from last summer. But you, but we could talk about that. But, like, I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it. But, the, so, how did you get... Because I know you got that opportunity and then also the freelance kind uh-huh. of opportunity that you got. So, how did you kind of just push that? Like, like how did I get how did I get them? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. So like my first internship when I went like, it, like I would say it was free free labor because like I ended up getting some sort of a stipend, but it wasn't right. like I was getting paid hourly or anything. Right. Um, so I got that because my friend um shared that sh- shared that internship with me, and right. she was like, hey, like we need someone else to like do the social media stuff and I was like okay I'll do it and then I ended up just doing like a lot of the graphics and stuff so like that's when I that's when I found out that I like graphic design as well um fun fact she designed actually my my logo for my on my terms which is pretty cool um so yeah that's when I like I I I learned that I also like graphic design and um what, what was the other one? My, my second one, my the one I got two years ago, yeah. that was with, um, I don't even know if I can, like, if I can, if I can, if I can, I don't want to, like. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't want to give out my cause, source. Cause, no, because, like, I feel like for this one. Um, you just knew the right people, or? No, 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 no. For this particular one, if I, if I talk shit, like, I don't know if I'd go, get in trouble, because I feel like I signed something. <laughs> <laughs> you put you signed an NDA. You're I like, think so. Well, okay, you guys. I remember like, signing a whole bunch of papers. <laughs> you're like, I don't know what they said. No, I feel like that's uh, that. Oh my god, I hate that when you do paperwork and you're like, you can't speak about this. That's all, I'm like, oh, like I can't, I can't defa- the like what's the defame? What's the word? Uh, what, uh, Def- defamate. No, what are you we like, might be saying this wrong. I don't know. <laughs> that, we basically speak ill of them. Yeah, I can't speak ill of them. Uh, well, you could just put it like general. It's a basically a tech 
um, camp for uh, students. Yeah, it's a tech camp for, for students. students. <laughs> and I worked as an instructor. Um, and, um, yeah, and I got that because I, like, right. I was applying to a whole bunch of internships because I yeah. was like, I, it's my sophomore year, my, like, my, the summer of my junior year, like, mm-hmm. My summer of my junior year, um, I need to get an internship. I need yeah. to build my portfolio, and I kept applying. And I would like I wouldn't hear back, or like um, they would just be like, "Yeah, no, we or, like we reached the cap." But like this particular um, company, like they were like, "Oh yeah, they like moved me up to the interview process," right. um, and I was able to go through and and I got it. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was an, a, an interesting experience in itself um, because. Not only was I applying what I learned, but I was like teaching it, so it was right. like reinforcing um, the idea that I knew what I was doing, you know. Right. Um, and then, which which one? And then, did you do like other outside projects? Because you had to build out your portfolio, and you knew you had to build out yeah. your portfolio. So most of the most of the projects that I worked on um, were from from school. Uh, because that's what, like, would take up, uh, most of my time. Um, and I've done, I've done, like, little side things, but nothing, like, too big. Just, to, like, show, basically, um, like, main concepts. Um, right. But, yeah. I think you said you built out some applications with some people, too, right? Like. What? Like, you've, like, a kind of, what was that application with, like, the studying one I think you were trying to build out, too? The study. There was like a studying one, no? You said you, you you asked me you were like what would be useful? I think it was like for like calendar management. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We were yeah, we were doing that. We were doing that at a certain point, but then school got in the way. Got it. So got we it, ended up it. just like um leaving it and coming back to it. Got it. So you didn't get back to it. So what do you what do you see as the next steps in the I'm this is not no pressure cuz this probably gives her anxiety. But what are the next steps in terms of <laughs> Now thinking about going into a career and, and like, finding the right people to talk to. Because I know that you've been talking to a couple people. Like, you've had a lot of conversations with mentors and stuff like that. Um, are you, are you like, nervous for, for that? <laughs> so Am tell I me. Nervous? Are you nervous? Are you nervous to <laughs> basically go out into the real world? It's terrible. I, which I'll talk about that because I talk, I, I, that's, <laughs> I, that's what I talked about in my first episode. Like, that those first couple of months after graduation are, like... <laughs> The worst, not the worst, but like scary, scary because you've been defined by school, be, by school. <laughs> you've been told that you are your grades, you are your whatever, you know, all these other things, numbers, and like that's that shouldn't. That's such a you give you give kids existential crisis. They really we, do. We talk about the social dilemma being. We'll talk about the movie right after a little bit a little bit later. But they were talking about how, like, kids are pressured by, like, social media. And I'm like, kids are pressured by other things, too, including right. the education system and how flawed it is and also the the dehumanization of kids because they make right. it all about the numbers. And it's, like, it's it where really you get is. Into yeah. So it's, like, crazy. But is there anything that you would say, I mean, is there anything you would do differently? But, like, do you feel ready kind of for the, the workforce? Do you know, do you know what's up, up, up ahead, essentially? I know what's up ahead. It's just getting myself to the point where I am confident of going through it. If that makes sense. Got it. So it's like I know what I I need to do. I know um, my goal is to um, complete one more project to Mm -hmm. complete my portfolio um, this semester before I graduate. Um, uh, So like I know what I need. It's just like getting there and like really preparing myself to one because also there's like like. When you go and apply to jobs, especially in software engineering, you need to right. have um, the like practice the technical skills because you're gonna be uh, asked to do like a right. coding interview. You're gonna be yeah, you're gonna be asked to do a coding interview where like they're gonna give you a prompt and they're gonna be right in front of you, like the hiring managers and like people from the team. That's great. And they're gonna be like looking at you and see how you solve the the, the, mm. the problem. So they're gonna be like, oh, okay, if I want to um uh find like I'm gonna I'm thinking of like uh one that I did is just like if I want to find the local carpenter that is the cheapest or something like that and it gives you like two arrays or something like that, like how would I do it in the most efficient way? And you have to say, okay, if I wanna do this and I and then 
you also have to think about like like time complexity. So it's just like okay, because your program can't take too long either. Right. So it's like so it's a lot of like things that you need to really practice before you get in there, and um, so that's the that's the thing that I'm practicing. And I bought that big textbook. Yeah. Uh, cracking the coding interior too. Oh. Help me through I'll that. I'll link that. I'll link that in the bio below. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's interesting because I think one of the things that I, I wanted to talk to you about, which I pulled up an article, which I'll also... Oh, all these Wait, I wasn't are, done. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, good for... <laughs> so, like, apart from, like, prepping for the coding interview mm-hmm. um, and finishing that project is also, again, talking to people and mm-hmm. being confident in advocating for myself because th- this is this has been told from, a, like, a lot of my recruiter... like. Mentors. A lot of my ma- mentors and like managers mm-hmm. and supervisors, they're just like, you did this, you you did like some because I I know like what, looking back I know that I do more than what I was you asking it, me right right but I don't mention that I did it I just say like oh yeah I did I did this I did that but it's just like no my what I did created an impact on the campaign yeah and but sometimes I. I, I don't know how to articulate it mm-hmm. in a way that, like, serves me in, like, you know... And like, showing your skills, essentially. Yeah, or, like, just, like, simply, like, advocating for yeah. me. So that's something else that I need to practice. And yeah. that's something that I've been talking to one of my, my most recent advisors. Just, like, I want to get to the point where I can talk to, like, someone that, like, from a company that mm-hmm. I'm interested in or, like, someone who has a position um, that I would like to have and I want to be able to talk to them and basically tell them who I am um, and tell them what I want to um, do and how, like, the, uh, the relationship between us can, like, help me get there or something like that. So, like, yeah, Because those conversations, those aren't, those aren't that you come in and say, hey, uh, give, me a job. give me a job. No, you have to build out those relationships. You yeah. have to be like, hey... You know, I'm 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 an e. I literally start. I right when I write these emails, I'm like I'm an eager young professional. Like it's so cliche, but it's like it it gets them to like actually feel like oh wow, like this kid is like hungry for it, which is like you know the whole capitalism thing. I think about, but but you're like these kids are this kid is motivated to 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 go in ahead and move into the industry. That's how I got a lot of conversations, uh, when I did my job transition 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 recently where I was talking to people I was like listen I I, I want to transition out of my current role like what what can you tell me about your industry I'm really interested right. in that I bring x y and z and being prepared for those calls I think will help out a lot because they'll they'll know they'll be like okay this this person is prepared or this person is kind of wasting my time because sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes people don't play with their time and that's like right. you, know, you gotta be respectful there, with that. Yeah, there are some recruiters that just like that they they right. they they have an attitude or something. Right. And I'm just what do you like, want? <laughs> yeah, like oh my god. What do you bring to the table? I remember I went to a conference one time. I'm not gonna say the company, but there was a recruiter that I I like I was like hey I'm interested um in like applying to your software engineering internship because I was like a junior at that time mm-hmm. or yeah. Um, I, I, like, I'm interested in applying to your internship, and then he's like, he started like mocking me, and he did this with, like, cause there was like, Ew. I had a conversation with um like with all the other people that mm-hmm. we went with, and like he like he like everyone said like yo he was so rude he was so rude, and what cause my experience with him was like he was being like mocking me like, like um he was like. I thought, like, I was having a conversation, and he was, like, he started, like, snoozing. I was, like, what, sir? Oh, my, no, are you lying? No, I'm not lying. You have to tell me who this company is. Okay, I'll tell you, okay. I'll tell you, but, like, that's, yeah, they were, so like, disgusting. they were, like, I was, like, what? I was, like, did I say something wrong? Like, oh, my like, God, that is so gross. And, like, I feel like, what if you, like, go to HR and be like, excuse me, your recruiter was really disgusting. That's, like, it's, that's it's, their job. They're supposed to recruit people. What the hell? Then again, like, I guess, like, this company was really big, so, like, yeah. they didn't want to, like... They just, they show, they just really, show face. They just show face. Exactly. Oh, they just show face. Because it, it. it's, like, I already got, like, all the... I already got the MIT grads. Right. I already got the MIT grads. Like, we don't need you public school kids. Oh, <laughs> my God. <gasps> Wait, was it... What, what was this conference at? Uh, Massachusetts. Mm. Did they know that kids from public schools were going? Uh, yeah. 
That's crazy. Yeah. That's so disgusting. That's that's gross. But I was I was like so confused. I was just like, all right. I was like, guess I'm not working here. I hate that. I had I had a guy in an interview one time yawn in the middle of the thing, and that just like if you if you are ever interviewing <laughs> someone, if you are ever <laughs> giving someone a conversation. What? Don't be disrespectful. That's rude. Like, we're already nervous. We're already nervous to talk to you. Right. He went like, and like, I, in the middle of my answer, and I was like... But then again, it's just like, if you if someone does something like that, then automatically leave. Like, that's not the yeah. work environment for you. Because then that just means that they specifically want you to, like, work for them. Like, oh, I'm talking, yeah, like, yeah. work. Like, it's not, like, a mutual thing. Because I feel like in good jobs, like... Yeah. In good jobs, like, it would be like a... a um, Mutual balance, yeah, mutual respect. Um, for your work, for your labor. For your work, for your labor. Mm-hmm. And, like, and that's something that, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's something else that I That's hard mentioned. to find. Yeah, that's hard to find. That's another thing that, like, happens a lot in um, offices. That's just, like, people don't have that mutual respect. respect because Just because, like, they're from, like, I don't know. They're like, oh, I, I like, work hard here. I went to Harvard. My dad. I was like, so, I was so ma'am, I, ma'am, listen, you're not paying me enough. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that. I, you know what's crazy? Did you hear about this? Is random, but did you hear that Costco actually like increases their minimum wage um, every year for their employees, and like their managers make seventy eight thousand dollars a year, which is like, I, 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 I Costco? think that's Costco. Like apparently they they rank pretty good. I'll I'll link the article down below. But I heard that Costco apparently like they they give people Costco. good things. So I mean, hey, if my my job don't work out, now I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. But but well, don't they pay like hourly? Isn't that like hourly? Like, I, I hourly? think they do. But they increase their minimum wage every year uh-huh. to meet the standard uh of, of basic living. needs of living. Yeah, which. Clearly, it's something that's a, that's a, um, an issue. <laughs> an issue, and up to discussion recently with our news and stuff. So that's a whole mess. But I think one of the things I wanted to talk to you about because we're you just you actually kind of leaning into what we're we're gonna be going di- diving deeper into, which is how lack of diversity and the impact that has in right. tech. Um, it really does. I have a couple of statistics that I want to read out um, that I got from. Uh, the built-in uh, website. Um, the title is called "Women in Tech Statistics: Women in Tech Statistics for 2020 and How We Can Do Better." Uh, so, a couple statistics here: uh, 48% of women in STEM jobs report discrimination in the recruitment and hiring process. Black and Hispanic women who majored in computer science or engineering are less likely to be hired into tech role into a tech role than their white counterparts. Not, this is not to make you nervous. What to say, like. Black and Hispanic women who majored in computer science or engineering are less likely to be hired into a tech, tech role than their white counterparts. That's disrespectful. Um, other things. Uh, let's see. 26% of computing-related jobs are held by women. Uh, just 3% of computing-related jobs are held by African-American women, 6% held by Asian women, and 2% held by Hispanic women. That's insane. I believe that. And then 50% of women said that they have experienced gender discrimination at work, which I'll get back to actually, <laughs> because I want, I want you to talk about a couple of experiences you've yes. had in your classroom. Oh my God. And then 43% of Americans believe women create a safer, more respectful work environment right. than men. I feel like that's why, because it's like that environment. Right. Just like, Toxic. Um, and then only 5% of Americans believe men create a, a, a safer workspace. Uh, positively, women's earnings are outpacing those of men when it comes to high-skilled jobs. Wait, what does that mean? Are outpacing those of men. Um, but yeah, no, I think those are those are interesting statistics to even read because you are, you you're getting a perception of how just bland. Let's let's just call it that bland the industry is, and we'll get into what that looks like and the implications that has into our daily lives. But first, I want to, want you to talk about your experiences because I've heard your experiences in the classroom, um, and how crazy they are because it it is a male dominated classroom, and industry. Uh, so yeah, tell us some experiences that you had. I don't know. If, yeah. Um. So like, uh, many of my experiences are very similar. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um. Met, it's like the guys in like for example like my group like mm-hmm. talking over me or like um uh or like not or like 
for example, if I had a question, like, like it, it could just be like a simple question, and I'm just asking for like a, a definition, yeah. like a right. clarification, and they'll like dumb it down. Like I didn't ask for all that. <laughs> Listen, I'm not five, okay? So, like I asked like five, ti- five times five. They were like, okay, so two plus two equals four, right? Yeah, you like get that. Yeah. You get that. You get that, right? I'm oh like, yeah, God. I get Man, it. It's called mansplaining. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I get it. I didn't ask that. I said, what's five? <laughs> or like, I don't know, something, something oh small. Like, I'll ask something small. And they, they'll like, like, um, drag it. Um, or again, like, this expectation that like, their experiences are my experiences. Mm. So when they talk in like, uh, when, they, when they're talking amongst themselves, they kind of use, they kind of expect, not expect me, but like, um, like, uh, they're kind of like, uh, for example, I'm trying to think of, like, they try to use, and that's, I feel like this is a thing in, in, gen- in general, like, CS majors, they use a lot of jargon, mm. so like, and I'm like, what is that? And then like, they're kind of like, you don't know what that is? <laughs> like, damn, Wow. Didn't know that was. Damn, so, Andrew, I didn't know. God damn it. Like, <laughs> stuff like that. And I'm just like, okay, first of all, your experiences are not my experiences. Um, I mean, like, not like not to, like, say, like, all guys are, are like, are, are bad. Because mm-hmm. there, there, there are definitely guys who Two advocated for me. Yeah, who advocated for me. Like, they noticed that, like, oh, that kid, like, really dragged it. Like, <laughs> um, let me stand up for her. Like, and, right. and, or, like, they, and they would respond and be like, okay, like, and they would explain it to right. me. Or they would be like, she, like, yo, like, just explain it to her or something. Right, like, right. Right? So, but the experiences that I have, guys, is, like, that... Again, like they mansplain things. Mm-hmm. Um, they get like mad when I get something that they didn't. Oh my god! You told you told me this. I told you this. So like I got I got a job, um, mm-hmm. uh, tutoring, and the kid like wasn't really happy with that. Like I remember feeling so uncomfortable because I was in a room with my tutor and two two other my other classmates. And he was like, why did you get it? And I was like... I'm bored for the fuck. I was like, what? <laughs> I felt so uncomfortable. Cause I was just like... Because at that very moment, I was just like... Because like, for a second, I was like, why did I get it? I was like, why yeah. is he asking You me? get imposter syndrome. And I was like, fuck. But I was just like... And then I told my, my advisor about it. And she was just like, tell him to come over here and I'll tell him why you got it. Damn. And I was like... That's that's you her. Right, I was like, cause like he got me for a second, cause right. I was like, why did I get like, why is he so oh surprised? Like it, it might like you know, so like that would have that happened to me. Um, again, like with the jargon and like I was just, like I would be like, uh, what is that? Yeah, you know, just like, trying to clarify. I don't know what that is. I'm just like, um, they act, they act like you're like a, like stupid or something. And you're like, bro, I mean, we're in I'm, the same room. I think that that's what that's what they don't understand. I hate when people do that because it's like. No, especially white men. When they're like, you're in the same room. We, we're in the same place right here, right? Right. Clearly, we're both capable of being in this room right now. Exactly. So I just, I'm asking for a clarification as well. Right. And I, and I, and I feel like everyone, especially in like CS, you, always, you, don't, you don't know everything. So right. So it's just like, it's bound to happen that you need to, you need to clarify, you need a clarification mm-hmm. or you need um, someone to explain something. But it's like for you to kind of be like, oh, you don't know that? Like, I'm like, damn, bro. Like, all right, then. I, should I not know something? Like, I'm confused. Right. Like, is it wrong to not know something? Like, uh. It's disgusting. Um, and also, like, the bro culture. Oh, uh, because yeah. Because, like, a lot of the times, like, I, I would be in these groups, and I'm just, like, it, like they're talking, they're talking as they were in the locker room, mm. and I'm like, I'm like, uh, like, can you not talk about that? Because, like, it's I don't feel gross. comfortable talking to you guys about whatever the fuck you're talking about right now, like, yeah. yeah. It's like, not even, like, bro, we're not, we're not, we're not even there, we're not even, right, like, first of all, can we focus on the project? Because, oh my god. Because <laughs> I'm here for the project, we're not friends. Oh my god, that would remind me of, like, classes I would take, and there would be, like, all the, all the, it, it was mostly, like, I'm not, we're not trying to say, like, all white students. What was saying? Like, listen, this is the majority. We went to PWIs, predominantly white institutions, i.e. a lot of white students in our classes. And I was, there was one class, I was in anthropology, and I was, like, in a group, and they were all talking about a frat party they went to. One kid was hungover, and he was talking about, yeah, I did the homework, and I was, like, drunk, blacked out. I was like, what? I was like, 
Bro, like, we're talking about, like, the pro- something right? else. I feel like that's a big... And it's funny because it's, like, I feel like for us, we do a lot of code switching. Uh, right? So it's just, like, we could talk about certain things with our friends or, like, right, I could talk right. about certain things with you. But, like, I know not to talk about it with, like, when I'm in, like, a professional setting or right. like that. But, like, they don't give a fuck. They're like, yeah, I'm gonna... Oh, my God. I noticed that. And even the internships. I would be in internships and they would be out here talking about, like, their parties. I'm like, bro, like, chill. Like, this is not the place. You, you got a manager out here who, like, Stop. who could be like, nah, you ain't it. You gotta know that. Uh, I'm like, uh, this is so uncomfortable. But, yeah, they definitely have that white privilege, that white people privilege, uh, to be able to feel like they could walk and talk, like, however they want. And I think, you know, you bring up a point, right, that they they're, they feel entitled to, like, just go about how they want to go about without right. really... without no, like, repercussions. Right. And so... I, that actually kind of brings us to the 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 movie that we both decided to. Well, you you watched it and then you I were like, it. and you were like, you have to watch this. Like, it's so, so interesting. And, I was like, and and then I was like, and then we ha- we sparked the whole conversation. I was like, okay, I have to watch it because we want to talk about tech in this podcast episode. And the podcast episode, the, sorry, the movie itself brings up a whole plethora of arguments about just what's wrong with sometimes the tech industry. <laughs> Oops, I had to cut this episode short. I'm so sorry, guys. This was gonna going to be a two-hour episode. So I was like, you know what? Let's split it into two episodes um, and have this one first episode really focus on my sister's journey into the uh, computer science major and just sort of the tech industry as a whole. Uh, hopefully, we were able to be a little bit insightful about the resources out there um, that are accessible to those who um, want to be able to enter the industry. Um, a lot of those resources that we talked about will also be in the description of the episode. And if you go watch it in the video, you will also find them there. Um, I will also be posting more information on my Instagram page, which is on my terms 97. Um, I really do hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and just getting a glimpse of sort of that what that journey looks like and and how you know there's a lot of obstacles that my sister has come across and you know it, it it's not easy and it, it won't be easy as she begins to think about and this and uh about entering the industry uh but for next week we're actually going to go dive a little bit deeper into the tech uh industry we will be actually discussing the new netflix documentary called the social dilemma which actually came out in 2020. Uh, What we are going to discuss is sort of the revelations that they make about the engineers who create these algorithms that we see in popular social media platforms. Um, And then also making it, and also just analyzing critically what the documentary is trying to tell us um, and what's really not being said. And that's going to be a very exciting conversation because we talk about a lot of interesting things in the tech space um, and sort of what it means in the context of our real world and day-to-day lives. Um, So yeah, very exciting conversation to come. Uh, But if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to like, leave a comment, write a review, share it out with friends. Um, It's always really exciting to do these uh, podcasts just because I get to, you know, express my curiosity out into the world and hopefully help you learn something new. Uh, And remember to come back on next week to hear me and my sister discuss uh, The Social Dilemma. Once again, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I can't wait to see you guys next week. See you then.